I am Vo, Vo art I. Vo has acquired a new Vo. It shall become the wings of rebellion that break the chains of captivity. With the birth of the Music Arcade Persona episode, I have obtained the wings of blessing that shall lead to freedom and new power. If you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about Persona 5 music today. Hello everyone, welcome to Music Arcade. I'm Galen the Sound Guy Firestone. And I'm Ronico. And it's a Persona Day, as we get dangerously close to the release of Persona 5 Strikers. Indeed. Uh, no Eddie with us today, unfortunately at the mercy of the weather. Yeah, he got thunder and or hailstormed. Which is... Never a good time. Never fun. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So it's just going to be the two of us today. Eddie's not an RPG guy, so we figured we'd just go ahead and do this episode and make it easy on us. So yes. he doesn't have to sit, uh, sit through us talking about RPGs for an hour again. <laughs> and this should be an interesting episode, because as I realized on Dramark even before we recorded, Persona 5 is a game that both Galen and I absolutely love, but a game we also disagree on on almost every single aspect. Probably. Um, when putting this one up, we were talking about the music and I made a comment and he's like, ooh, we're gonna argue about this one. Yeah, no, like, even on other aspects, my favorite character is one you absolutely detest. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know you liked him. I like him a lot. Oh, what the hell? Okay, okay, okay. Gonna stop talking yeah. about this, otherwise the whole episode's going to be this. See? Yeah, the whole episode is very likely to be this, in some way or another, though probably less intensely. Probably. Yeah, this is one of the rare occasions, like, I, I, when first, oh boy, face is calling it out already, oh dear. Yeah, no, I love Misuki Tagawa. Why? Why? No, 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 not asking that. Don't answer. Don't answer. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh boy, here we are. <laughs> um, wow, are that sweating? just derailed my whole okay? train of thought. <laughs> music. music. I was not expecting We're this. About music. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think that was one of the first things I mentioned by coming into the server and quickly learned not to mention it again. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, he's kind of a hot button topic for me, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Taking a deep breath, relaxing, and trying <laughs> to get back on topic before this becomes an argument about mean? useless again. See what I mean about disagreeing about something we both like? Yeah. When, when we first started talking about both this and admittedly gathering of gotchas, uh, the whole point was to get people with disparate opinions. And so far, that hasn't actually been the case. We've more or less lined up on the vast majority of songs we've talked about and music we've talked about in general. Um, my opinion of the Persona 5 soundtrack, hot take, is actually kind of a weak soundtrack. It isn't as good as P3 or P4 or the vast majority of other Shimagami Tensei entries. It does beat the ever-loving snot out of Strange Journey, but that's not a very high bar. Meanwhile, I'm on the opinion that the Persona 5 soundtrack is celebrated for a very good reason, and that it's strongly thematic, it manages to elevate the game, 
and uh, is pretty catchy in many places. It is. Um, I don't want to say there's no good songs on it because that's clearly not true. If it was a yeah, flat yeah, out if bad it was completely forgettable and boring and unremarkable, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Yeah. Or worse yet, like something again, like Strange Journey, aka what in the hell was Shoji Moguro thinking with that one? Which is just a case of, boy, this music is just bad on every level, isn't it? Um, that would give us something to talk about at least. There's more to talk about with a bad soundtrack than there is with a boring one, that's for sure. True, and you can't talk about it condescendingly, which is a notable plus. It is. Uh, in the case of Persona 5, I can't really do that. I just don't think it's as strong as other soundtracks in the series. That's yeah. that's the extent of my review of it. It's still perfectly fine and perfectly reasonable of, soundtrack. Which is part of why, while we will focus on Persona 5 as the center point, we will talk about other games in the series as point of comparison. Correct. Now, before we go on, we are probably going to be talking about some spoilers, because one of the few songs that I really like off of Persona 5 is actually like the second or last dungeon, or the third or last if you're playing Royal. So I highly recommend you, like, if you are spoiler-reverse, now is the time to probably hit the stop button, because we're probably not going to give a second spoiler warning for the Persona series. Also, for the record, I haven't played uh, uh, Royale, but uh, it's going to be a part of the discussion, uh, at least uh, one part of it. Yeah, but all I'm going to say, really, here's a preview, the new Final Dungeon that takes place after the other Final Dungeons is kind of a boring song. End review. <laughs> like, that's about hey. it. <sighs> uh, anyways, right, may as well start from... Where are we starting from? Where are we starting from? Because you gave well, me a list start... in this very random order. Yes. Well, let's start with uh, the one you mentioned before, the... Uh, your favorite dungeon theme. So this one comes when you're fighting the, uh, I, I guess the story climax boss, but not the final boss. Um, and you're in that dungeon. That song is a banger. Uh, it's called Ark. It takes place on the cruise ship. That one's a jam. Incidentally, the boss in question, also the voice actor for Zhongli in Genshin Impact, Yes, he's Silverstein. And who, he does such a killer job. He's also the voice of Jugadan in uh and Dongai in uh in Dynasty Warriors, and we're gonna be talking about that in our rock episode, specifically yeah. their levels. So, you know. <laughs> like he gets he's not an uncommon voice actor. He's quite prolific and quite good. And quite talented, yes. Yes. Um big big love for Keith Silverstein. He has nothing to do with the music here. <laughs> so we're gonna move on with life. Nope. Um, yeah, uh, this song is really good. It's got, like, that nice deep groove to it. It's got a melody I can appreciate. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It doesn't get annoying. Um, one of the other songs that was posted to this list, and we'll talk about that fairly shortly, is actually one of my least favorites on the soundtrack. I just find it very, very repetitive and annoying. Yeah, um, no, but, uh, Ark we can agree on. Ark is very good. It, after the more uh, groovy and uh, uh, themes with lyrics and so on from the previous dungeons, I can certainly appreciate how much tension this one brings. Like, yeah, it builds up to a showdown. It does, and that's something Shoji Maguro has always been very, very good at. 
um, a lot of his like final or second to final or near the end of the game dungeon musics have usually been fairly dang strong. Um, there's two in particular that I find myself comparing this one to. There's Long Way from Persona 4, which is the music from Magasu Inaba, also the second to last dungeon, which makes a very easy comparison. Um, which is a similar kind of vibe. It's still got that, like, hard, like... It, it's still got that, like, tense edge to it. It's got, like, a hard angle to it. It's a little less pressure than Ark, but Long Way is still quite, very much a case of, okay, things are happening now. And we're getting to the end of the story. Yes. Um, in the case of Ark, I think it fits a cruise ship very, very well in terms of that ship being enemy territory. Uh, not the first time we've had a a uh, a uh, Himigami Tensei time on a cruise ship. We had one in Digital Devil Saga 1. But our point there was to lure enemies into a trap and then literally blow it up. So it turned into a very different feeling. That one has more to do yeah. with like the Super Metroid escape theme than it does uh, than it does a dungeon like this one. Um, you talk about the fact that it's enemy territory, which is true of every palace, except arguably, uh, possibly, uh, the pyramid. And yeah, even then, that's just retaking Persona 4 at that point. Yes, uh, but this one I feel has even more of a sentiment, not only because of the pressure the music brings up, but because accompanying the music is also all of the voices you hear constantly while uh, infiltrating that palace on the megaphones. Those are not uh, part of the album version, and those are not present 100% of the time. It's a very interesting texture that I like, but yeah. I'm not I, I'm not sure I can file it under the soundtrack category. That just feels like stage ambiance. I, I get how it blends together, and you're right. It does add to the tension by yes. making it seem very, very um very uh you know, again, enemy territory. Like you're in the yes. heart of the beast at this point. Like the enemy is omnipresent in this situation. Yes. That's a very good word for it. Thank you. Um So yeah, uh Another one I find myself comparing this one to is the second-to-last dungeon, hey, pattern, of Digital Devil Saga 2 called One-Way Stairs, a.k.a. The Airport. And, uh, yeah, One-Way Stairs is kind of... It, it's one of my favorite dungeon themes of all time. Um, again, very similar. Once again, Shoji Maguro, very good at this getting-to-the-end-of-the-story-hard dungeon uh, sound. Like, we keep coming back to the same thing. Hey, the second-to-last dungeons are usually really good! Um, in the case of One Way Stairs, that's kind of the king of the crop as far as I'm concerned, uh, when it comes to that particular sub-genre thing of music. Which is funny because the Digital Devil Saga and uh, the Shin Megui Tensei have a very different atmosphere from Persona soundtracks. It does. Uh, most of the time. But there is this showdown part where they kind of converge because they yeah. do have some themes that cross even though they exploit them very differently with very different settings. Yes, absolutely. And then again, it's the same composer Shoji Maguro. Uh, in both cases of Long Way and Arc, that is probably the closest to traditional Shimagami Tensei music we've gotten 
in the Persona series as a whole. Generally speaking, it's got its own vibe, but there's there's room for going back to the basics of the Parrot series. Yeah. Um, and it's shown off very well in the form of Ark, which is easily my favorite song on the whole soundtrack. Which says a lot about my opinion of the Persona soundtracks as a whole, where the throwback to Shin Megami Tensei proper is my favorite song. Yeah, I mean, that sends a message, doesn't it? A little bit. Um, <laughs> I've never been down with the Persona series for the most part, as far as the music is concerned. Um, I, I love the games, I do. Um, yeah. I'm even, like, really a proponent of Persona 2, and I wish they'd release, like, an actual full HD duology of Persona 2. I would love to play through that in a new, a new environment. That's how I started the series. Uh, with Eternal Punishment or with the PSP version of uh, Innocent uh, Sin? The one with Maya as the protagonist. That's Eternal Punishment. That's the second half of... Oh, right. Yeah, uh, per Persona 2 was one of the few duologies in the series, um, along with uh, along with Shin Megami Tensei 4 now and with Digital Devil Saga. Those are the three duologies within the overall construct of the series. Unless you count Shin Megami no. Tensei 1 and 2, which some people do. No matter how much uh, Atlas is trained to pretend Persona 1, 2, and other 2 didn't exist. God, I wish they did. Like, yeah, because the series really took a hard shift with Persona 3. But, it did, uh, and that shift that took doesn't off mean and made Atlas a ton of money and made them before. a... Yeah, and actually brought people into the Shimagami Tensei Persona infrastructure to the yeah. point where Persona 5 between the two forms sold like 5 million copies which is insane to think about compared to compared to other Shin Megami Tensei games it's really ridiculous so people really gravitated towards the series I understand why Atlas is pushing it so hard yeah and again it's not like there isn't room for exploration I mentioned Strikers coming out sure I'll do a Persona Dynasty Warriors why would I ever say no to that and then um, <laughs> we may as well just take a hard left turn into this because it's on the list they did a Persona 4 fighting game. Persona 4 Arena. Yeah. That they did. And not only did they do that, they also made a story that was uh, a sequel, essentially. Yeah. They And they even made the mistake at some point to like their story too much. Because, like, one of the campaigns, there's campaigns uh, character by, per character, one of them has you... Uh, actually play the game exactly one time. The rest is visual novel. The campaign lasts two hours. I That's hate. This is a problem. One hour and fifty-five of visual novel with one fight in between. Okay, admittedly, that was this a is bit too much. Actually, a big problem that the Persona series as a whole has when it gets into cutscene mode, there's no stopping it. Let me play a yes. video game is a very common refrain with me when I play these games. Yeah. I'm really hoping Strikers doesn't do that, because it's a Dynasty yeah. Warriors game. Let There's me fight things. less of a chance, if only because it should be less busy, since Persona 4 Arena, in spite of its name being Persona 4 Arena, really plays up the Persona 3 to Persona 4 crossover. It does. It does. Um, let's talk about P4 Arena's music. You have a song on here, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, uh, just uh, the version of uh, Witcher to the Truth, which is the main combat theme for Persona 4. And uh, here used uh, as the theme for the Persona 4 protagonist. 
which in this situation uh, uses uh, his uh, canon name, so Yu Narukami. One of two and, canon uh, names, because I think the manga had a separate one. <laughs> yes, but this is canon to this game anyway. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just dynamic. Uh, instead of starting... Uh, the remix in for the fighting game and uh, in the main game are kind of similar when it gets going, but the start is very different. When in Persona 4, it just attacks right away with uh, the lyrics and then the music kicks in. Meanwhile, in Persona 4 Arena, it starts with the guitar, uh, basically putting the main theme is in place during the character's introduction, and then it gets back on track. Kind of throwing you off a loop, but uh, establishing the slightly faster pace, which may only makes sense uh, in uh, fighting games. Yeah, it does. It's and I'm going to be completely honest, like, uh, when it comes to remixes, if your remix isn't doing anything different, why are you doing it at all? Exactly. And, uh, Especially for fighting games, again, uh, they're fast games, they are fast-paced, you have to set up something that is fast-paced, and that can lead to something very interesting, something I didn't put up in uh, our uh, preliminary uh, track order, but, but I kind of regret now, uh, and will probably add uh, after the episode is done, uh, is also the remixes for the Persona 5 soundtrack they made in Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, right! Yeah. In particular, Beneath the Mask is not a fighting game song. They no. made it a fighting game song. What? Why? How? Never mind. I'm not sure I want to know. What? Okay, this I've got to hear, because, like, that yes. is not a song that you can... And, I mean, at least. Okay, so uh, for those of you listening to the listen, the uh, audio-only version, and not watching the stream, I just listened through the remix of "Beneath the Mask" and this song, man. The Smash Bros. Ultimate remix. Yeah, the Smash the Bros. And, Ultimate yeah. remix. Uh, first, that baseline is killer. Second, the uh, there's a string section, and it's like right out of "Do the Hustle," um, early disco early funk, and I'm just like, this hits hard. Uh, the remix was done by Ace, apparently? Do I have that right? Yep. Uh, Ace is part of Ace Plus. Shocking, I know. Uh, which is largely responsible for the two uh, Xenoblade Chronicles soundtracks. Or, sorry, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2, not Xenoblade Chronicles X. That's That was a different yes. composition team. I want to clarify yeah, that, that because was, there's uh, more than Sabano. two Xenoblade Chronicles games right now. Yes. But the two mainline ones. Xenoblade Chronicles X was Yeah. And it shows. You'd hate it. Oh, I already do. Like, what little I've heard of this, I'm like, get this out of my face. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Of course. Of course. Again, finally, we're getting some differing opinions here. This one is yeah. not going to be differing. This song is a jam, this Beneath the Mask remix. This is unreal. Yeah. How do you we take... We're talking about remakes that do a lot of work, and this one does. That one does. Yeah, that's that's kind of a miracle. Like, it doesn't seem derivative at all, which is amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you said Beneath the Mask was the remix of this track, I'd believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It could it could honestly go either way. Here's the chill version that we made off of this like ramped up song. It's hard for me to talk about original flavor beneath the mask after hearing that remix. Yeah, but uh I think it's interesting and important if only to contrast it. Yeah. Because it it is a very much an iconic track as well. It is. Uh, um, probably one of the most uh, replayed and uh, reinterpreted tracks uh, I've seen uh, online these days. Understandable. Uh, for those of you who don't know what song that is, that's the just chill walking around town music that you get during the life simulator portions of Persona. Um, closest that game will have really to an overworld track. Um, though that's stretching the definition of overworld to an almost uh, destructive degree. Like, I, I don't think you could reasonably call it that, but that's the vibe yes. you get. Um, yeah, and it's a, a very good track to uh, reflect the fact that after all of that, uh, all of that uh, high flying action and everything else you did in the palaces, you yeah. now get some R&R. Yeah, and uh, it works as a contrast. It really does. Um, I'm going to be honest, I've tuned that song out more often than I care to admit. Um, not sure I can ever tune out that remix. That remix is just unreal. <laughs> I'm still kind of stuck on it, bouncing around my head like, wait, yeah. how did you do that? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, uh... Yeah, it's just uh, letting you uh, cool off... Uh, you, uh, I mean, I hear that immediately uh, I'm transported back to uh, Café Leblanc. Yeah. God, I wish there was um, an actual, like, Café Leblanc-style place. I would love curry and coffee as a specialty. That just sounds perfect to me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no. Uh, musically, Beneath the Mask is, as you said, a very iconic song. Obviously so. Yes. Um, it's hard for me to compare it to other, really any song in either Persona or Shin Megami Tensei because it's so different from other around town or other other world music, uh, overworld musics. Yeah, and that makes sense because it couldn't exist outside of uh, the what Persona Five is trying to be and is trying to show. Yeah, which is. Uh, the heists and the infiltration, the sneaking around because you're phantom thieves, and uh, all of the aesthetic uh, that goes around, including musical aesthetic. Yes, and that's been pretty common. Now, um, before we got off track, because Beneath the Mask remix happened, we were in the process of talking about the main battle theme to Persona 4. Yes. The main battle theme to Persona 5... I can't give a crap about. I can't. I tried. Oh, really? I really no. did. Um, during the royal uh, version, there were uh, costumes you could put on that would actually change the battle music. I spent basically... Uh, that was already the case in the original. There was? And it's... Yeah. And oh. it's why I didn't put the uh, Persona 3 or Persona 4 costumes. Oh. Because I wanted to, he to listen to Last Surprise. Which is funny, because I went straight to the Persona 2 costume and listened to that awesome battle theme. Um, and kind of played through my entire Royal... I mean, I, I, I mixed around on occasion, but for the most part, I played Royal in Persona 2 Land. And I was very happy to do that, because that song is a great battle theme. 
Persona 5 just was like, okay, this is here. It exists. It's not it's not offensive, but I really can't get up any enthusiasm for that song. Uh, before I talk about the music specifically, uh, I'd like to finish a point which should tie into the music specifically. Yes. Which is to contrast it with something like Persona 4. Because Persona 4's OST, uh, if you hear it in isolation, you don't know really that you're going for a detective movie feel. Yeah, that's not really a murder mystery sort of soundtrack, to be perfectly honest exactly. with you. Meanwhile, Persona 5, you know you're getting to steal some things. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe they slightly overcompensate and overdo it at times, I'll admit. Um. But it's very present. It just pops out kind of like how each of those uh, three latest uh, Persona games have their theme color and put it everywhere possible. Yes. The theme is about as present as that in the music. And that includes Last Surprise. Yeah. Which has... Uh, yeah. yeah. Which has uh, also this uh, strong bass, this very strong opening. I don't know how deliberate it is, but I found that during the fights where I knew the enemies and could easily dispatch them, Technically, the song hit its climax just uh, as uh, I unleashed the all-out attack, which is a very strong point as well. I would be surprised if that wasn't intentional. I would be surprised yeah. if the battle theme was... or Sorry, I would be surprised if the battle um, timing wasn't uh, timed for that exact purpose. Yeah, and uh, it just works, and even if you don't hear... Uh, the climax right at this moment, it still kind of works to me because uh, it then continues. It, it's not just a high point and then it uh, goes out. It uh, lasts for a long while. And yeah, even the lyrics, uh, it starts uh, barely listenable because uh, it's just more focused on the musicality, but then the lyrics take over and uh, it's basically how about how much uh, the good guys are better than the bad guys uh, at this thing and how they got them completely fooled and played. Uh, which is a bit cocky, a bit arrogant, but it yeah, kind of Yeah, but fits. when you actually play the game, like, they actually yeah. kind of do, so... It's hard to call it <laughs> cocky or arrogant when they're living up to that hype. Yeah, and... It kind of... Even so, it makes sense they act like that, if only because they've earned it by having that uh, attitude spectacularly backfire every now and then. Which is just uh, kind of how they're going for. High risk, high reward, playing high and getting burned, that sort of thing. And I'm looking it's forward to seeing how that plays out. Exciting. Week. Exactly. Very much looking forward to and uh, I think that pretty much all for Last Surprise, the whole uh, dynamic, uh, it just makes you want to go ahead and uh, keep seeing how far you can push your luck. Yeah. Um, well, that's good for a battle theme. In the case of the boss theme you decided to post there, you picked a humdinger. 
Um, uh, you picked, uh, what was that? Rains in the Desert or something like that? Rivers I, in the Desert. Sure. Wait, yeah. which one? Rivers in the Desert. Rivers in the Desert, yeah, something like that. I hate this song. I flat out despise uh, this one. Honestly, out of most of the song, it's probably, even if the the lyrics and the like the vocals tone in general is still very much in the whole Persona 5 atmosphere. It's in the atmosphere. I just think compositionally yeah. it's boring as hell. Like it it's 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 five notes. The melody yeah, goes no, nowhere. Nah uh, as I was saying, uh in spite of the fact that it's still inside of that frame, it's probably one of the most anime song in the game. Maybe that's why I hate it so much. Like, I, already yeah, have yeah. A, I already have a thing about English language lyrics and video game music, like, that just bothers Both. me, and that's all over the Persona series, so, like, if I'm okay with a song that has English language lyrics in it, then that's a pretty good t- sign of its quality. In this case, though, it just gets everything wrong. It just makes me angry. Like, this song makes me want to clear the boss fight as quickly as possible to make the song go away. And given that on the first encounter, uh, that boss in question is literally unbeatable. Yeah, it doesn't uh, help either, does that's it? That's certainly a problem, I imagine. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't get this one. This one, there's a song that it reminded me of that I'm just like, why is this music playing? It's the melody line goes nowhere. The drums are over mixed and overpowers everything. Just that one thunk, thunk, thunk of the of the kick drum. I think that's the strongest point of the track. It's just there's this uh, incredible force in front of you, and of course you go da na da da na, and yeah, that set up that. <coughs> no problem gonna drink a little by all means I think I will do the same yeah it just set up uh, that uh, a position that's uh, overwhelming that's not just an opponent but not just a person it's a force of nature of sorts and it's unmovable, even though you came there just to move it in your pocket. Symbolically, of course. You see, that's the symbolism you get. To me, I get the symbolism of the professor from The Witcher 1, where one of the responses to him is literally telling him to shut the F up and stop monologuing at me. I don't care. We're going to fight now. Let's finish this. Please. Except you don't really finish this at this point. I mean, the first time you hear the song anyway. But then you get it in the reprise. Uh, Actually, now that I think of it, was there already lyrics on the first encounter, or do they only come on the second part? Uh, When you actually beat it. I don't remember specifically. I know there's an instrumental version, which I actually don't like any better than the regular one, because the lyrics aren't really the problem here. They don't help, yeah. but they're, like, not something that I have a specific problem with, other than my general pet peeve. 
Um, whereas the actual rest of the composition is just insufferable. Uh, so I don't actually remember because I tried to tune this song out. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I know assuming I'm just that going the lyrics only way. come for the second part, it just uh, to me show that it's essentially uh, building a conclusion to uh, uh, the soundtrack. Because there's uh, the the parts, the drums, and uh, every heavy bit that brings the end, but then it still returns to uh, the main sonorities of the game. And yeah, it, we talked about the build-up to a showdown uh, before, and that's the showdown after the showdown, essentially. I, yeah, f- mm. I'm trying really hard to come up with anything resembling a response to that, but all that's going to do is me devolving into I hate it, I hate it, I hate it some more, and I don't think we need to hear any more about it. I think I made my point pretty clear. So, um, I don't so remember the final boss it? music no? from either Persona 5 Normal or Persona 5 Royale, so I'm yeah. not, but I mean, being unmemorable to me is certainly better than. Honestly, uh, to be perfectly honest, I didn't even go after and actually end the final boss because uh, the end kind of dragged on the end section. That is, um, because yeah, like the build up to uh, Shiro was uh, pretty already a uh, pretty climactic, but I was like, okay, I understand fully that uh, that's uh, not the end. Yeah, and then you go game. to the, the death of uh, the... Is the game. Yeah. yeah, and then you go to the end uh, of uh, Mementos to get uh, to the real opponent, and then uh, at this point I'm like, okay, I'm good, this is good, this is a good place to end. Then they continue for another dungeon and a half. And that was the dungeon and a half too much to me. Huh. Dungeon and a half? Wait a minute. Uh, because, oh, like, bottom of there's uh, the dungeon at the end of Mementos, and right. then there's the lead up uh, all the way uh, oh, to the, the, the final boss. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't mind that so much. Again, I'm, I'm used to it. This is borderline the same thing that Persona 4 did. So. No, oh, of course. Like. Again, that was easily my biggest complaint about Persona 5, is that it just felt like a reaction to Persona 4 and perceived mistakes with that game than it did um, trying to be its own entity. So it was very easy to draw these comparisons just based on the flow of everything. Um, it does oppose it on a lot of points. Like, one, you're detective, the other, you're criminals. One uh, has uh, this very lightly present theme, the other, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, again, I just kind of wish Persona 5 tried harder to be its own entity instead of Persona 4, but done right this time, and that assumption is that Persona 4 was wrong, inherently. And And it's not. There were elements of it where I totally agree they didn't handle things as good as they could have in Persona 4, and the things they were addressing in Persona 5 were things they got wrong in Persona 4, but they took it way too far, and basically made all of Persona 5 just Persona 4 again from a different perspective. And was like, no. Don't, From an don't opposite do this. perspective, even. Yeah. Like, you in the countryside on one and in the middle of Tokyo on the other. Like, there's an important message there in 
don't let society rule you. Um, don't just do what's expected of you. Be your own person. That, that's actually a humongous message that Japan especially needs to hear. But yes, I, 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 I just wish Persona 5 tried harder to find its own identity instead of relying so hard on the same story structure, the same, uh, largely the same characters as Persona 4. Like, it's very easy to draw comparisons between the characters in many ways. It, it just, it, 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 it didn't try hard enough to be its own entity, which was my biggest complaint about it. That for all its style, its substance was a retread. Does that make Persona 5 a bad game? No, when you rip off something excellent, it still comes out to being pretty good, but it still felt like... Ah! So, the final dungeon thing that you're talking about, like, I did that in Persona 4 already, so of course Persona 5 is going to do it as well, and it was fine. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I thought, I thought the final bits were fine. It did play, like, the one, like, really cool, uh, quote-unquote dungeon, quote-unquote thief theme, and that is Life Will Change, which is... That's one of the few songs with lyrics that I'm just like, yes, please, give me this. I like this song a lot. That's the song with lyrics that I like the least. Wow. How <laughs> are we incredible. doing this? Yeah, and like, I was just going to say, of course it makes sense that the final part didn't drag on too much for you because it dragged too much for me. Yep. <laughs> we we're not trying, by the way. We aren't. We really aren't. It's just how we are, apparently. This song is very polarizing. I mean, this... Sorry, this... Yes. I mean, it is. I don't know if it is. I don't know. I love the song. And I, you're the first person I've heard of that's actually kind of not like this song. To be honest with you. Uh, I... I don't hate it or anything, it's just that among the ones with the lyrics, uh, this one just falls a bit flat to me early on, and uh, just, you know, it doesn't pick up in a way that carries me along, so to speak. Fair enough. It just doesn't reach uh, enough of a climax, which kind of makes sense for an introduction, but... It just doesn't do it for me. God, I, I actually really like this one. I, I think it's got a really great energy to it. I think it's very dynamic. God, we just keep doing this. Incredible. It really is. I, we are not planning this, by the way. I was not expecting this episode to be this odd. <laughs> I kind of expected it. <laughs> and, but Maybe not to this point. And yeah. honestly, I'm more entertained by that fact than anything else. Oh, me too. No, this is just fun. <laughs> this is funny to me. Yeah. I'm right there with you. If there's only one single message you should derive from this episode, is that it's okay to disagree between reasonable adults. Yeah, it really is. And that's, that's something that I think people need to be more okay with in general that not everyone should go the same way and do the same thing and like the same stuff. Oh, hey, it's like Persona 5's moral all over again. Or like the same stuff in the exact same way. Yeah. Be your own person. Wait, where have I, have I heard this theme before? Hmm, it's familiar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah. 
so uh let's move on uh while we were talking about the final place let's talk about the ninth palace that i didn't heard before okay this song here, is about but... the new final bad guy um without spoiling too much it was the most interesting take on shin megami tensei chaos route that i've ever seen in a video game uh in a shin megami yeah, tensei game because yeah and like that game as a whole is just chaos all the way down. It is. Um, but this has actually taken chaos to a extreme, but a benevolent one, which is weird for chaos. Yeah. You don't usually get that. I don't want to say any more and about I it. And I appreciate that a lot. I do too. It is very different. Chaos I... is not evil. We agreed on something. We did. Amazing. <gasps> you haven't played Royal yet. I'm not sure you're going to oh. agree when you get there, but at least in concept, yes, it's very cool. Very yeah, different. in concept. It actually took me a while to realize this was chaos in action, but it actually really was. And I'm like, oh, this is all about what SMT Chaos is all about, just without the whole violence and demons and thing. Yeah. I mean, there are demons, but... Uh, oh, yeah, of course. But cool not, ones. Not like, not like you're used to in Shin Megami Tensei Chaos. Usually Shin yes. Megami Tensei Chaos is just hard survival of the fittest. There's monsters everywhere, do or die. Exactly. And in this one, no, it's largely benevolent, and life goes on and continues. Unfortunately, the final dungeon is just sort of there and boring and it, it's got a cool piano line and almost nothing else to it. I don't care for the song that much. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. The dungeon itself was really cool and actually like a real final dungeon that took on a lot of the elements of prior dungeons and finally let you do things. I really played Good. up one of Royal's newest uh, features which is the grappling hook. Made that usable and fun a lot more than the other dungeons did, which were largely just the original dungeons with some stuff added on. This one actually has, like, new grapple stuff that you actually need to traverse. It makes it very cool. Um, the new characters, uh, both of whom you can finally get on your dungeon on a permanent basis here, both were excellent, and I appreciated very much. Um, Ooh, nice. It comes together in a great way, and the music is just there. It's there. Gentle Madman, it's called, which is an accurate phrasing. Uh, and this song is just, it's very there. It exists. It is a song that exists in the world. That is as much as I can give you with this one. I spent a lot of time. From what in I've heard, again, surprisingly, I'm inclined to agree with a caveat. Okay. And it's that the theming of this song reminds me a lot, not of Persona 5, but of Persona 3, 4, and 5 as a, as a whole. It seems more themed and has more of a sound that think, makes me think of that trio as a whole. In particular, the emotional moments, like the... Uh, the post-battle version of Reach Out to the Truth. Okay. Kind of, kind of got this sort of vibe, except as a dungeon. And if you don't have the emotional moment that follows you, I can see why this would fall flat and just be there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you know what dungeon song isn't just there for me? Hmm. That would be Price. That was the and bank, right? Yes, that was the bank heist. Yeah, I thought so. That was, once again, 
one of my uh least favorite songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. God, that melody line is annoying. It is it annoyed me at first as well. But like for a long while I probably preferred the palace that followed, which I imagine grades you because of its repetitiveness and other stuff. That was which one? The space station was next? Yeah. Yes. Wait, was it? No, I think the pyramid after that, wasn't it? Hmm? Wasn't the pyramid after that? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. So, yes, the space station. Okay. I meant uh, the space station. I didn't mind the space station music itself so much. I actually thought it was fine. I think about as much about it as I do the, um, the uh, Gentle Madman. It's just, it's there. Hmm. It exists. I don't really have much of a strong opinion on that whatsoever. Yeah. The thing that and gets me while... about the space station is whenever the bad guy speaks, he's got like a vocalization on there that like the mixer needs to be fired. Like <laughs> that literally hurt me. That was that For was long while objectively the... and literally painful. Yeah. For a long while that uh, music, I think it's called Sweatshop, yes. I think Which so. Which is a great name. It makes sense. It, yeah, it, and uh, yeah. that music was my favorite dungeon theme for a while. Uh, the dungeon was and still is my least favorite. Um, uh, I don't know. I thought the dungeon itself was fine. Again, I, I don't really have a strong opinion about it one way or the other. Hmm. I just thought that the gimmick of the employees and uh, the upper middle lower management staff uh, kind of overstayed its welcome you see i i don't really i mean that's there but i'm more like oh you get to jump through space that's cool and i like the like the gate switching puzzle uh i like the conveyor don't belt get to jump through space yeah uh i like the conveyor belt puzzle quite a bit a conveyor belt yeah the uh cranes oh yeah also oh. thematically i mean I can see uh, castle heists and kidnappings and stuff. I can see museum heists. I can see bank heists, of course. Casinos make perfect sense. Boat, sure. I mean, it kind of has to be there. Space heist, though. What kind of a theme is that? One that tried and failed in a bad Star Wars movie? I've never actually seen said bad Star Wars movie, but I've heard enough about it to know I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> um, it is it is something that actually you know what I'm going to take that back and go back uh much farther than Solo which was not good and go to something that was that actually had a space height that was awesome and that was Farscape Farscape had a few space heights that hmm. show was great those episodes were pretty great interesting so I'm I'm actually going to hit the I don't have a problem with this concept button. It has to be done right, obviously, but my heist reference uh, is uh, probably somewhere around uh, leverage, which is more grounded. It is more grounded. That's a show I really need to finish. I like it a lot. I understand a lot. A lot. Uh, uh, back to price. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hate it. So I hate price. it. I hate it. I hate it. This song is bad. Uh, I it grated me at first, but probably uh, around the time I made a pose, it just stayed rent free inside of my head for days and days, and it 
maybe something of a Stockholm Syndrome at this point. Oh, but, boy. But uh, it's just the instrument, uh, the main instrument, which is uh, pretty unusual, brings this uh, kind of Middle Eastern theme uh, to temper the more general bass line of the song. And but the Middle Eastern theme doesn't fit. It's a modern bank. Save that for the pyramid. I have no counter to that. That's entirely fair. This part doesn't fit, but I like it. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you. I disagree yeah. vehemently. Yeah, no. Uh, I understand. I fully understand, again, why uh, people would be very iffy about this one. But uh, it just sets up uh, a dynamic, something about the pace of it, something about how you're just hurrying along and crawling through the behind and the entrails of that bank. Uh, and. Uh, It's hard to articulate, but there's a catchiness in this song that uh, I don't even get from uh, uh, Whims of Fate, which is the Casino Dungeon one. Ah. Um. Uh, so, uh, how about we go to another place we're probably going to disagree a lot. Let's do it. Which is Mementos. Oh. Which is kind of the counterpoint to Price to me. Well, well, Price is very much uh, not really a fitting track, but one that is uh, catchy and that set up, sets up a strong dynamic uh, go-get-it uh, kind of theme. Mementos is very chill, uh, which fits an optional dungeon at least you're led to believe that it's his optional progression at first, uh, with uh, a very urban sense overall. Just this, uh, I mean, I see this, I hear this, I'm immediately in the crawling subways, which are just such a great representation of uh, the collective unconscious in an urban environment. So, I grew up in New York City. And I took the subway a lot. And yes, um, I can say definitively that yes, the song that plays in Mementos, at least in the original version, definitely sounds like how a subway feels. Yeah. And um, I kind of like it. It has a, a very much more subdued uh, kind of cloak and dagger feel to it. You see, I'm Again, I'm required by law to compare this to every other Persona game because Persona 5 just made it very clear that's what it was. It was every other Persona game. Yes. Um, and I'm like, I know this dungeon isn't optional. I know I have to explore it. I've played Persona 3 and 4 enough to know that, yeah, the multi-level random dungeon, that is the dungeon. Get to it. Um, so I did. And I found mm -hmm. myself dealing with this song, which I never really vibed with for a hundred and something floors of it. And the best decision Persona 5 Royal ever made, 
was actually give some of these different layers different songs and upgraded music and actually gave a sense of progression and a sense of adventure and a sense of thematic and I can see how that would enhance it tremendously even if I like the Memento's theme correct um, I did not like regular Memento's theme but having alternate themes there that especially that were location based like giving the sense of progression really made that yes. area a lot more worthwhile to me and I felt a lot better of it as a result in Royal that one little change well, I can fairly... 100% see that yeah um, as a whole, I didn't particularly like Mementos as a song. I and the fact that it kept playing for in-game months on end was just mind-destroying. I mean, the way it's kind of mind-destroying, as you said, kind of on that sort of meta level more than thematic level makes sense to me because it's the song to grind to essentially and I kind of appreciate the echo between the grinding uh, motions and uh, actions you take uh, in mementos with uh, the duller, more regular, uh, and more low-key song uh, that's in it. Uh, Space was saying, I recall significant anger at the original Mementos theme. Not Berserk-level rage, but you were not pleased. No, I was not. Um, I, I, especially coming off of Tartarus, which had, uh, you know, it was building on a theme, but it was still, like, a growing theme. Um, so for the however hundreds of levels of that one, uh, since that was the only real dungeon in Persona 3, like, that one had some dynamics to it. Um, Persona oh, 4 had its I, own... I'm thinking, I'm thinking about something to compare it to, and it's also a dungeon theme. Uh, as some of the sonorities might suggest, uh, it is... Uh, uh, it has a traditional Japanese uh, theme to it, and judging by your face, I suppose I'm right in assuming that your emotions regarding this one are similar to the ones regarding Mementos. No, Mementos I just flat out dislike. This one baffles me. <laughs> I'm just confused by this one. That bad, huh? This one's all over the map! This is a lot more dynamic than Mementos. Mementos just droned on and on. This one's got some texture. Yeah, it's more keeping you at a slow pace instead of just yeah. letting you be at a sm slow it's, pace. It's vibe. It's a weird song, but there's room for that. It's just... Yeah. Some of these mixing choices are real funny. Oh, there's that padding also, and that buzzsaw. That freaking chain smoker's fart pad. Hmm. Also, shoutouts to the fact that in one side game, specifically about singers uh, and idols in general, the main battle theme didn't have lyrics. Man, Tokyo Mirage Sessions just didn't work as a game, did it? It makes no sense, especially within the context of a Fire Emblem SMT crossover. Yeah. 
but I like it in the same way I like FF10 too. It has the same shamelessness to it. Okay, fair enough. Hey, there's there's room for that. There's absolutely yeah. a thing there. Yeah, no, I definitely prefer the song over Mementos. Mementos. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, this song is a lot more interesting to me. I mean, it goes in a lot of places. It goes in a lot of places. This mixes like 18 different genres in one thing. <laughs> God, watch your saw wave synths, guys. That can get annoying fast. You, you, uh, you, uh, prospective composers out there. Your, your saw waveforms, that's that, that's that buzzing pad that sounds like a thing. Like, watch out for that one. Anyway. No, I get the comparisons to the song you were comparing it to, the Tokyo Mirage Sessions one. Um, yeah. But the Tokyo Mirage Sessions Which is one on the fourth dungeon. is dynamic. That It goes to different places. It's not like essentially the same eight bars repeated over and over ad infinitum, which was one of my big problems with Mementos. Yeah, I think uh, my sentiments on the comparison between the two is that they both keep a low pace, Yeah, but Mementos lets you stay at that pace well uh illusory uh data uh data tv uh forces you and blocks you in this space but this means that it does have more of a personality well mementos doesn't because it's the gray area yeah i'm mm. I don't know. Mementos, like, again, the fact that the other versions added the dynamic uh, changes, added the texture to it, that Royale really kind of made Mementos yeah. a lot more tolerable to me as a result of that music and not being the same eight bars over and over again. And having the new characters along on occasion to add their little quips to things was also very fun and helpful. The one thing I wish uh, Mementos has was more saxophone. I'm not sure that would have helped the original song. Gotta be honest, I don't know how that gets... I, I don't see that helping. <laughs> I'm like, it would just add a saxophone to an already really dreary song, and I'd just be like, why is this here? Well, I, I can't see that synergizing, just in a kind of... CD bar at 2am kind of way. Then again, we're okay. not in a okay. city bar at 2am, we're in the subway. I mean, last time I was in New York, one of the things I saw in the subway was a Chabad bad. Uh, Chabad is a uh, sect of Judaism, and they were just playing at uh, Washington Square Station, and just they were a band that were playing music there. So the yeah, subway can get kind of interesting. Yeah. Buskers that's near Juilliard are a point, real thing. That's absolutely a point that doesn't show at all. Yeah. But maybe it's less present in the Tokyo subway because uh, Japanese mentalities are pretty different. They really are. And yeah, if anything, the Phantom Thieves themselves would be the equivalent of the buskers because they're the weirdos. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All the more reason that I feel like the music probably should have reflected their weirdness more than it did Mementos's particularly stale energy. 
and I get. I see. So, so uh, mementos that would uh, suit uh, you would be something that starts with the dull base, but then has something to break it up, right? Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, that's. Again, the other the other mementos musics. Once the, I, I keep coming back to this point, but once Royale actually started yeah. mixing it up a bit, it got way more tolerable. So really, I'm just talking about the original, uh, yeah, of course, mementos music at this point, and not any of its many variations, which are significantly better. Or I don't say better necessarily, because I'm not sure that's accurate, but significantly more acceptable and they, makes the area they, more interesting. So I I, I keep harping on that they, point, but that point is really important. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And uh, it's an important point, and as I've said, I probably would like that change as well. Yeah. Even with like in Mementos, there's there's such a thing as having too much of a track that you like in uh, in a game. That was actually one of the things uh, about uh, Rhythm Thief. Which was another game that had a, a heist feel to it, and uh, it has a main theme that's pretty great. It's uh, catchy. It's uh, very intense, uh, very rhythmical, which makes sense given that it is a rhythm game, right? Uh, and that track by itself is great. The problem is that it is. Almost everything you hear. Like, it comes back way too often. Mm. And this game seems to have a problem overdoing things. This game was too French for me. That's impressive, considering you are French. Yes. I see a lot of French stuff every day. This was too much. So, to borrow like, from John Oliver, it seems to be trying to win a competition called So You Think You Can France. Exactly. Okay. Like, mm, is- yes, yes, to, to refer Arc de Triomphe. Hmm, yes, Musée, Louvre. I see. Oh, and I'm like, okay, we get it. And yeah, this is very much a case where, even for me that liked the droning mementos, this was just too much. And as guys the folks in, sta- in chat says, then it adds a baguette. Sounds like the answer to that is yes, it does. Yes. No, but that's confirming this. Nothing to add but that truth. But it's still, it's interesting to see the kind of comparison and contrast between two similar themes, which are this kind of glamorized version of the Phantom Thief. And it's got a color to it, it's got a texture to it. Uh, incidentally, Rhythm Thief also a very red game somehow. Hmm. So I guess there's an image, and I believe it came out before Persona 5, so it's not a direct inspiration in this way. Yeah. It's just that some of the themes echo each other. 
which makes sense. I believe that I would understand these links better if I watch or read more Lupin the Third, because I believe that's a big inspiration for anything Phantom Thief related in uh, Japanese culture. That is my understanding as well. There's a new Lupin show, Lupin? I'm not 100% Lupin. sure how to pronounce it. I think it's Lupin. There's a new one of those in on Netflix right now. Um, I think it's Arsène Lupin. Yeah, I think it's Netflix. It's either Netflix or Amazon. It's one of the, it's one of the big two. Um, yeah. And yeah, I uh, I probably should check that out. That's probably one more part of of the puzzle that neither of us really have. That's fair. That is very fair. And with that, I think we have exhausted our persona topics for today. Thank you for this. Wonderful journey throughout all of uh, this weird, wild, wonderful, wacky game. That uh, and the weird relationship we have to it that are opposite in what we like about it, but equal in how much we like it in general. Pretty much. Um, and uh, for those of you who are going to play it right out of the gate, have fun with uh, have fun with strikers. I know I will. Me too. And we'll be back next time to steal your hearts again. Thank you for listening to Music Arcade. Have a good one, y'all. Thank you, everyone.